Because really, my belief is that you are already innately 100% perfect. And we just have to fucking unlearn all of the things that we have been experiencing from a world standpoint, from a societal standpoint, from a cultural standpoint, from a systemic standpoint that has moved us in directions that has not necessarily served the truest part of us. Welcome to the Live Your Fuck Yes Life podcast, your place for all things real talk and conscious conversations about shit that really fucking matters. I'm Amanda Catherine Loy, your go-to bisexual polyamorous confidence coach who tells it as it is and owns her mess. If you're here to live your fuck yes life, welcome home, my love. Are you ready? Here we go. Hey, hey, hey. Welcome to episode 144 of the Live Your Fuck Yes Life podcast. How are you? (laughs) Genuinely, I hope you're hanging the fuck in there. I uh, am navigating all the stuff and life is wild. And if you've been going through anything like I've been going through the last few weeks, months, uh, maybe you're also just like trying to come up for air and be a human. And it's, I know everyone that I, I'm very close with right now, it just seems to be going through like a lot. So I just wanted to start this episode by sending you out some love because God, we all need it right now. Um, and also, uh, because I had so many of you request an episode on this. Um, I was talking kind of as I do on my Instagram stories and, um, sharing, a little bit about some things that I've been processing and really thinking about the last few weeks and integrating within my own life and both in therapy and journaling and whatever. And, um, you all asked to hear about this, about, uh, you know, the concept and, and framework that we live in, um, in our society that perpetuates this constant state of growth, um, and how I've been, you know, on one hand, I really appreciate that perspective. And on the other hand, I think that it's really problematic or can be problematic. Um, and I get into that in today's episode. Um, but before I get into that, I wanted to share, uh, a piece, uh, from the book that I've been reading. I'm reading about three right now, um, because <laughs> it me, um, but I've been slowly digesting this book and this is actually the paragraph, Um, and the section of the book that really uh, influenced, I guess, or um, inspired my thought process around this and my own uh, deepening of my own knowing around why I have been feeling this so much lately and also just like, yeah, it's just been really affirming. And that's a a paragraph from Brene Brown's new book, Atlas of the Heart. Um, I'll link that for you guys in the show notes. It's not sponsored, um, at all. I just, I have felt so pulled to Brene's work, you know, ever since I started my own journey of self-discovery, uh, ever since her first book, Gifts of Imperfection. And, um, as someone who has navigated a lot of shame in my life and is a, a recovering people pleaser, as you all know, because that's, that's what we talk about a lot on this space is how that shows up in multiple ways. Like, you know, uh, hiding parts of who we are, not coming into those aspects of ourselves and also, um, really struggling to advocate for our own needs and, um, 
and stand in our knowing, even be able to access our own knowing. Um, and her words have always really landed among many others. But um, this particular section is um, on, if you're reading along um, and you like to read along and you have the book, um, it's on page 158. Um, and it's under the section, Places We Go and We Search for Connection. And it's particularly um, within the paragraph under belonging. And um, I, uh, as part of my own practice with that, like similar to the work that I do with my one-on-one coaching clients um, or my group coaching programs, um, we do a lot of, um, in the first part of working together, a lot of values um, work and refreshment work because if we're not clear about our what our core values are, about the pillars that make us who we are as people, which they constantly change as we change and evolve, and some of them don't, some of them do, right? And that's the beauty of being a, a human. Um, and so I realized I hadn't done that for myself <laughs> in far too long, probably about a year. And um, I I redid that. I, I took myself through the process that I, I lead my, my clients through. And I realized um, that my, my values. And if you've read my book, I chopped off my tits. Um, I, there's a whole chapter around this. So if you want kind of my process or like an early piece and a snippet of what that looks like, that's not more in depth, you can, um, buy the book and, and, and check that chapter out and go through the process alongside of me. But in the book I talk about, um, I think courage and connection and maybe growth actually is one of the ones ironically, um, that I shared then. And that was when I was writing the book in 2019 and, you know, I was redoing my values and the, the top two that came front and center, um, were courage and pleasure. And I, I mean, pleasure in the, in a sense of the word that I think not most folks really, really consider, right. Is like, uh, not this euphoric space inherently I suppose that could be part of it. Right. Uh, especially if you're having really fucking great sex or you're dancing and you're, or you're on stage. Right. I love performing and like having that, you know, adrenaline rush or whatever, but also just like everyday moment pleasures where you, you really take the time to come home to your body, right? Find peace within yourself. And that's been a huge practice of mine the last few years, which is, um, you know, made it such a, a hugely important value of mine. Um, but the more I thought about it, and especially as I read this chapter, it cemented to me that, you know, at the center of it all for me is belonging. And the way that Brene describes belonging in this, it just like was like, yep, this is the thing for me. And so I'm going to read a piece from this a little bit that really resonated with me. I hope it resonates with you too. And it's going to sort of, um, I think it's important that I share this before you get into the part where I just like spilled my guts, which will be coming up soon. Um, around my thoughts and my musings with this, because it really informed that. Um, and and it has informed my own, my own knowing. It, it's 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 a uh, it's less informed. That's not really the word I'm looking for, Amanda. What are you looking for? It 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 allowed me to recenter within my own knowing. Does that make sense? Um, it does to me, and I hope it does to you too. So, this is what she writes: True belonging doesn't require us to change who we are. It requires us to be who we are. 
Our yearning for belonging is so hardwired that we often try to acquire it by any means possible, including trying to fit in and hustling for approval and acceptance. Not only are these efforts hollow substitutes for belonging, but they are the greatest barriers to belonging. When we work to fit in and be accepted, our belonging is tenuous. If we do or say something that's true to who we are, but outside the expectations or rules of the group, we risk everything. If people don't really know who we are and what we believe or think, there's no true belonging. Because we can feel belonging only if we have the courage to share our most authentic selves with people. Our sense of belonging can never be greater than our level of self-acceptance. We can never truly belong if we are betraying ourselves, our ideals, or our values in the process. That is why it's a mistake to think that belonging is passive and simply about joining or going along with others. It's not. Belonging is a practice that requires us to be vulnerable, get uncomfortable, and learn how to be present with people without sacrificing who we are. When we sacrifice who we are, we not only feel separate from others, but we feel we even even feel disconnected from ourselves. So again, that passage was uh, from Atlas of the Heart under the the specific uh, section of belonging. And I also know if you're less of a book person, um, I haven't had the opportunity to watch it yet, um, but I know that on HBO Max, um, she did a whole series on it. So you can, I'm sure she talks about belonging in that space because it's so huge. Um, I, I read that, And I just felt this full body, yes, in my entire body. And I realized that so much of what I have been moving towards the last decade of my 20s, and and I guess now I'm 31, so I can't can't even say that I'm not really fully in my 30s because I am, um, has just been this endless, you know, uh, wanting and desire and frankly, like yearning to belong, um, and and instead, often making a lot of decisions from a place of fitting in, um, from trying to cultivate and mold myself to all of the things that I talk about in today's episode. Um, and so I want you to go into this episode with, you know, uh, thinking about how this maybe has impacted you. And while I will be sharing, obviously, my own experiences, because that's all I ever can share when I'm speaking from my own unique lens, biases, et cetera, right? Um, I encourage you and invite you, if it feels good, um, to contemplate what are the things that you uh, have navigated in that space and, um, and are navigating in that space when it comes to you know, this growth mentality, this, um, this, uh, fitting in versus, uh, you know, unlearning all of the things that aren't us so that we can truly show up authentically and be in spaces with true belonging. Right. So yeah, that's, that's, that's my spiel as we get into today's episode. Um, sending you so much love and, I hope this episode hits your heart as much as it did mine. Here we go. Mm. I've been sifting around in my brain with these thoughts a lot the last couple of weeks as I'm recording this for you. And I was sharing a little bit about this in my Instagram stories yesterday. Um, 
which is not actually yesterday for you all, but for me recording, this is about a week before you're getting in your, in your earbuds and dropped, um, around this concept of, of growth and how, um, I've been thinking a lot about how we live in a world where growth is really thrust upon us as this need, right? This need for growth. And while I don't disagree, um, I'm a fucking self-development junkie. I've been in therapy for the last four years. Um, you know, understanding and all of those things are huge. I think that there's been a big uh, gap in understanding. And I've been musing around this and, and really teaching around this for the last few years when it comes to all of my, my people-pleasing stuff. But I wanted to just sit with you today and share my thoughts um, because so many of you seem to resonate with it um, when I shared it on there and asked for a podcast episode about it. And so that's what I'm going to do. Uh, share what's been on my heart. Share what uh, is, is This is super off the cuff. This is not necessarily me being like, here are the things to learn, which is not really how I like to do shit anyways. You know, I'm all about like moving through the mess and just doing it as openly and um, transparently as I can um, and learning through that process. Um, and also really how my process has been so much a process of unbecoming, which so many of you seemed to also resonate with that thought. Um, so we're going to unpack it today and it's just going to be me and you. And I invite you to, if it feels good and if you're in the space for it, you know, uh, put your headphones on and just go for a walk. Or if you're in the car, um, or in the shower, or I know a lot of you, um, are wildly busy humans and are always on the go when you're listening to podcasts. Um, but really, my intention for this episode is to sit as it's as if we're sitting across having coffee. And I wish I could hear your responses. I want to hear your responses because, as always, anything that I'm sharing on here, it is my lens, it is my perspective, it is my bias. It is through all of the lenses that it, uh, that have made me who I am, right? And um, and while yes, I have my own experiences of knowing, and I'm an expert on my own life, you are the expert of yours. And it is always my hope and my, my, my wish that anything I share in any of the things I do, whether that be on the podcast for the last four years, I can't believe we've already hit the four-year mark of that. It's wild. Um, or, you know, on my Instagram, my TikToks, uh, through my work uh, as, a, as a writer, as an actor, as a facilitator, as a coach, in any of those spaces, I just, it is my hope that in something I share, something I, I am able to express, that you are able to find a little part of yourself in that space and come home to yourself 1% more. Because really, my belief is that you are already innately 100% perfect. And we just have to fucking unlearn all of the things that we have been experiencing from a world standpoint, from a societal standpoint, from a cultural standpoint, from a systemic standpoint that has moved us in directions that has not necessarily served the truest part of us, right? Um, and of course, we had no control over that. 
right? Because we're all living in that space and we all have our different experiences coming to that space. So what I share today is from my own lens. It's from my experience. And I hope you take something from it. Um, And as always, I want to hear your thoughts. So as you listen to this episode, shoot me a message on Instagram um, and let me know your thoughts. Uh, You can also, of course, always send me a message if you're one of my patrons via Patreon um, and all of that beautiful stuff, because I really do love hearing from you and having these conversations. Okay. Okay. Growth. (laughs) Growth and unbecoming and really how unbecoming is the way we grow. I have been in an intentional like attachment to the word growth for the last decade. Um, I'm 31 years old now. And when I was 21, I started um, what I believed growth to be within my own experience through the lens of what diet culture was telling me, um, and also growing up and going to school for musical theater, um, where I was constantly being told that if I did not look a certain way, I wasn't going to be able to do the thing that mattered most to me in my entire life, which was performing and still is. And I found myself actually the summer after I turned 21, um, really, really, really immersing myself in diet culture. Um, And it was the beginning and really continuation, frankly, even though I hadn't uh, allowed myself to admit it at that time, of eating disorder cycles that lasted um, quite a while in my my 20s um, as I inevitably was just trying to fit in. And it was masked through the lens of growth. Um, It was masked through the lens of this is going to better yourself because the way that our society is built, has been built. And if you're a millennial like me, especially in the, you know, throes of diet culture uh, decades (laughs) um, where it was just being fucking pounded at you left, right and center. And I'm so glad that's starting to change and shift and I'm, oh, fuck yes. And there's still so much goddamn work to do on that front of, of unlearning. Um, But that was really where it started for me when it came to more of a societal and um, systemic place through the lens of growth, right? Because up until that point, I was just becoming a person and figuring shit out and experiencing life and um, having, you know, my own slew of traumas and, and familial experiences and generational traumas and all of that stuff, you know, but I was, I was a kid. I was figuring things out, but the growth component uh, for me, it, it really, I, I, I can point back to that moment uh, very, very specifically where it was exclusively and only through the lens of societal pressure. Um, and that is when I started my eating disorder cycles through the lens of growth. And it was a time where I was just so desperate, right? We're, we're coming at it because we're so desperate to find a belonging. We're so desperate to feel like, you know, we can be a part of the things that matter most to us. And at that time, I was immersed in a conservatory musical theater program 
where I just wanted to feel like I belonged with my classmates and within the theater community because performing and singing is what I am meant to do. It is what I was put on this earth to do. Storytelling on a stage is, I, I'm, I get emotional talking about it because it is truly everything that matters to me and has always mattered to me. And I've, it's where I've felt the most myself. And yet here I was finding myself in circumstances and in spaces where I knew that the thing was the vehicle for me feeling like myself, but the environment created a space where I was being told that me was not enough. And so in order to, quote, make myself be enough, I started to do these things that actually were really a process of continuing to move further away from myself but it was through the lens of growth, right? Well, I'll just be healthier and happier. And um, if I'm super fit, you know, like I I should be, it's terrible that I weigh X or that I'm the size X, whatever. And it was, it was the beginning for me in that space um, in an intentional way, in a conscious choice manner. And that, yeah, that perpetuated for a long time. Growth continued, you know, um, as I as I can in the last decade through the lens of, you know, finding myself, you know, and trying to, again, find belonging. It was all through the space of attempting to find belonging when I was really struggling with my anxiety. I was this was about what, three, four years um, after what was happening. Um, and after I started my diet, you know, my eating disorder cycles, I was knee deep in a binge eating disorder and diet cycle and was unaware. I was using coping skills that, um, that my body was just trying. It was just trying so hard. My whole being was just trying so hard to, to, to survive. And I was also navigating a lot of trauma in my own day-to-day life, which has been a fun unlearning and unpacking journey with my own therapy um, experience um, in the last four years. Um, And so I was, but I was constantly, it was all just like I was, you know, really attached and really um, the shiny star of this concept of growth, of being the best version of yourself felt so exciting to me because I just wasn't feeling like I belonged, right? I was living in a country that wasn't my home. I moved to the U.S. when I was 19 and grew up in Canada and felt very disconnected to the culture. Even though I was in a big city that paralleled Toronto a lot, it wasn't at all like the cultural systemic understanding was different. I also grew up in an immigrant family um, where all of also all of my closest friends and family are second either first generation or second generation immigrants and so the the innate core values were so different and I found myself constantly finding um, certain pockets and individuals that I felt like I could hold on to that I felt a sense of belonging with but really I felt very lonely I was very lonely and 
I didn't know how to acknowledge that to myself because at the time, the hustle and grind mentality was the thing. It was you figure yourself out, you you know self develop. It's and it's frankly that still is really perpetuated because thank you fucking capitalism. <laughs> the way I just said that was so Canadian capitalism. Um, but yeah, like I I was I was being told that I had to be either a struggling artist and fucking grind and you know do this work and work insane hours and hustle in order to just get by and frankly that that is the system that we live in and so that's what I was doing and I was working seven part-time jobs and just like struggle fucking bussing <laughs> um, as I'm sure you all can relate to um, either within your own experience now um, or in the past like the hustle world and the and the world that we live in from a capitalist society and the expectations that are placed on us and the uh, the fact that we are so unable to just fucking make ends meet with the way that the world is set up systemically and systematically when it comes to our ability to like actually make an income and fucking pay the bills it it's debilitating for so many of us and um I know that you're listening to this, you can relate to that in some way. Um, and again, you know, like all of our experiences are so different in that space. But what I found for me was that I was a fucking like mess. If you go back, which is so funny, I started listening to some of my older episodes of my podcast and it's, you can see the shifts in the last four years, even in my own knowing and my own self-awareness and my own unlearning and unbecoming and being able to acknowledge, oh, a lot of the things that I was even saying and perpetuating four years ago were rooted in decades of living in, uh, you know, patriarchal capitalist society and especially living in the U S rooted in white supremacy where I just didn't have the awareness tools or knowing, um, to be able to speak, uh, like I look back and I'm like, well, I don't believe that anymore, you know? And that is the beauty of growth, right? That's the unlearning component when really it's less about the capitalish push, right? But it's this external energy feeling of growth, growth. I need to look outside of me in order to find myself when it's actually like, wait, 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 no, I need to unlearn all of these things that society and my, you know, upbringing and everything have taught me. Um, and figure out what I actually truly believe in who I really am. And it's a fucking weird experience when you're trying to find that center of gravity and go through the unlearning while also being perpetually bombarded with messaging and structures that tell you that, you know, go external, go to the growth, right? Um, and so I'm just, yeah, uh, it was it was a time. It was a time and I fucking called it my quarter life crisis at the time. It's how I started. My podcast actually was coming. Um, well, actually that's not true. I started talking about that on my podcast, but this was about 2015 when this happened for me, which was a fucking long time ago now, but it is the thing that started me trying to gain my own agency and autonomy and learn what I could do in a different way uh, than I had been doing it because what I was doing and what I was, you know, uh, being exposed to and being told to do was not fucking working for me. Um, my neurodivergent brain could not fucking handle seven part-time jobs, let me tell you. Um, and I ended up, yeah, basically uh, 
completely quitting all of my jobs overnight. If you've been around the pod for a long time, you've heard this story. Um, not all my jobs, but four of my part-time jobs. Um, and just like panicking. I was just in total panic mode, panic attacks up the wazoo. My body was in so much duress and I physically couldn't, I couldn't do it anymore. Um, and, um, quickly tried to figure out what I could do, what I could maybe try and start because of course I needed to still, you know, live in the world. And, uh, yeah, that's what started me down the path of doing health and fitness coaching, um, which was actually under the umbrella of a network marketing company for, uh, the first couple of years, um, that I, I started getting into the business world because I was again, just wanting this space for belonging. I just needed to feel like I belonged. And at that time I was so immersed in my own experience with diet culture, um, that, it felt like the right move and the right choice. And it, you know, frankly, it was at that time for me, um, I was able to build a community to meet some incredible people who helped me believe in myself. And some of them are still some of my closest friends to this day and who unconditionally supported me, which I hadn't really found a community like that, um, outside of, you know, my community of home, um, in Canada. And it felt really empowering and really, really, um, grounding for me. And it was, and it was also all about a space of growth and self-development and personal development, which I ate up like motherfucking madness. It was, you know, the 2015, 2016, 2017, where that was the fucking trend. Like look, if you look back at all the books that were coming out, then it was like, be your best self and all of these things. And, um, I was just so hungry to feel not like I was feeling because I felt so broken and I felt so tired and lonely and scared and I just needed something, a purpose to ground me and that also would hopefully help me fucking pay my bills. And, um, and it did that and it, 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 um, it, it allowed me to have so much autonomy um, and, and two, really, really feel like myself and also, <laughs> um, becoming somebody who was an entrepreneur and being in the entrepreneurial space the last seven years. And as my business has inevitably changed and, and, um, evolved out of that and into, you know, I did nutrition coaching for a while out of that. I, I moved into more confidence based coaching and, um, and then, you know, I started my podcast, I wrote my book, I started facilitating um, under the life coaching umbrella and embodiment coaching umbrella, more one-on-one and group coaching spaces. And, um, you know, everything that I've done has evolved and shifted and grown and I've reassessed um how I want to show up and serve and just be present, frankly, um, in conversation with folks and, and allow other folks to find themselves a little bit more, hopefully through my work, um, as I've learned and unlearned. And so much of that process um, can only happen when we're in it, right? And so the growth really is the unlearning, right? The ability to look at a situation 
either that is past or present that we're navigating and being faced with and notice, oh, I have some big feelings about this and being curious about that, those, huh, what's, what's coming up for me? Why am I feeling like this? Um, why did this person's response impact me the way that it did? Right. Um, and, and learning about that and being able to develop critical thought tools and abilities within our own selves, right? But we can only do that through the growth process, which is really the unlearning process. Um, and, you know, I've done that for my own self through the lens of trauma um, within my own therapeutic experience, but also my research and and learning and work um, in the more somatic uh, neuro pathway um, space and really, really uh, sinking into that component of stuff under the life coaching umbrella, but really with an embodiment work um, because I wanted to understand myself deeper and then also being able to support the people that I, I I interact with, whether they're my, my coaching clients or the people that are in an, in an audience, when I'm on stage, um, as an actor or as, uh, as a speaker or in my writings, um, you know, it was all, all, all the growth, yes, has always felt exciting and shiny, but really the unlearning feels icky, right? Like framing it from that space of like, well, I have to unlearn, I have to unbecome, right? It feels trudgy. And frankly, it is. It is trudgy. It's stayed, it's standing in the muck of your own vulnerability and asking questions. It's having a curious mind instead of simply and solely uh, standing in, you know, whatever it is that this person told you is true or a society has caused you to believe, right? And my, and that has also then, as you've witnessed in real time since starting this podcast, right, I have shared very openly about how continuing that process and frankly, the the growth the growth seeking which really ended up being an unlearning has allowed me to come home to myself as a queer person as a non-monogamous person as someone who loves and is outside of the traditional boxes that the society and the world that we live in has taught us that it is not okay normal or acceptable to be because that's who I am, right? And if I hadn't had access to places like TikTok, places like mm, Instagram, frankly, which was a big uh, space where I was able to learn and 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 connect with other folks who thought differently than I did. If I had not gone to the library and gotten books to learn about other things. And if I hadn't had the privileges that I have and the accessibility of the, the cities that I've had the honor and privilege of being able to live in, and as a result, the people that I've uh, been able to surround myself by um, and with who have different thoughts and practices and lived experiences, I would not have had even the beginning roots to be able to know myself to be able to to start the process of that, which is why 
I it has felt so important for me to to bring other people on the podcast, like like the incredible guests um, that we've had, and to share very openly about my own process of unbecoming my own fuck yes life, right? And it has looked really, really different. And I'm going to actually link all of the the highlight episodes um, in the various different ways that I've come home to myself over the years. And I'm still continuing to come home to myself because it's a motherfucking lifelong journey, both in the lenses of, you know, through my non-monogamy journey, um, my, the lens of my, my queer liberation, the lens of my, my body neutrality stuff and the eating disorder cycles. Cause I know some of you, if you haven't been around these parts for a while, may not have heard those episodes. They're a little bit further back. I'll link them in the show notes for you. And also my own journey in my own trauma, uh, unlearning and unpacking and and discovery um, linked to, to so many of my people-pleasing tendencies, which is why I'm so passionate about coaching people-pleasers, um, because I am one of you. I'm a recovering people-pleaser. Um, and I will, I don't know where I'm going to be next year or the year after, because that's the beauty of unlearning and of growth, because they are the same. They are the same at the end of the day. And when we can stop seeing growth as this need to look outside of ourselves, exclusively outside of ourselves in order to feel whole and understand that, yes, the growth, the looking outside, the understanding, the sharing, having conversations with people who have different lived experiences than we do, uh, reading the things that are going to support us in understanding different people, different perspectives and having Uh, a lens for empathy as a result where we can meet each other as humans is so important and has been so important to me and my own experience. And also unbecoming is about actually stepping away from the motherfucking world for a bit and getting clear on ourselves because the world has taught us to be anything but us. And that can feel really fucking I don't even know the word, but that's how it feels to me, right? Where it's just like, how do these coexist? I don't fucking know. And the reality is, is that sometimes you're going to be more doing the inner work and sometimes you're going to be doing more of the outer work. And, um, you know, it's, it's the integration components. It's, it's the looking inside. You're going to know when you're feeling like you can't, you don't recognize yourself. You don't feel like you, that's when it's time to go inward. And then you're going to notice when you're feeling curious and when you're like, I don't, I don't, that doesn't make sense to me or something is happening, happening in the world and I need to understand it. Right. And that's probably when it's time to do some growth. Um, but your individual growth is all about the unbecoming. It's all about the unbecoming and all about the eradication of the systems that we have been brought up around that do not serve us. And there you have it. Thank you so much for listening to the episode, for being here with me, and for everything that I touched on um, in today's episode, resources, support, all of that stuff. Um, You can just head over to the show notes, um, either in Spotify, iTunes, wherever you're listening. And if you want specifically access to the roundup of um, different old podcast episodes that are in the different, you know, main categories that this podcast um, 
at least now <laughs> at this iteration of the podcast really focuses on um, in case you're newer around these parts or maybe you're only listening for the last month there are a lot of new of you um, here um, ever since uh, all the poly um, amorous sharing started um, and all of that good stuff um, but yeah they're the kind of five main pillars of this podcast um, are and have been non-monogamy or non-traditional relationships queer liberation um, trauma and people-pleasing tendencies um, and all of that fun stuff. Um, also BRCA and, um, you know, breast cancer, cervical cancer awareness because of my own personal story, um, with respect to that. And of course my book, I chopped off my tits. Um, and then last but not least body neutrality, as I know, I talked about a lot in this episode. Um, and, you know, we have many, many episodes in all of those spaces. So I did on the podcast Instagram, which is at live your fuck yes life. There's no star on Instagram because Instagram allows you to say fuck even though Apple podcast doesn't. It's so wild, but this is the world we still live in, I guess. So whatever. Um, and um, if you're not following that, um, you can go over there and um, check out um, the most recent post before today's drop post. Um, and it just says, you know, all of the different pod highlights. And if you swipe, um, it'll give you specific, uh, numbers of each one. And there's a section for each of the sections that I just mentioned. So, um, make sure you like save that to your collections or screenshot it. Um, if you want to like, you know, save for, for later, um, and to listen, uh, especially if you know, like, I really want to listen to the non-monogamous focused ones or the queer liberation ones, or I just found out I have the BRCA gene and I'm fucking struggling or whatever it is. Um, you know, And it's all there for you so that when you are ready and have a moment, um, you can just, you know, plug it into your, uh, you know, your car or uh, while you're showering or while you're going for a walk, whatever you need, Um, because there's a lot of great episodes from the past. So, yeah, all of that is linked um, on there. And I also put that in the show notes with the link to the specific Instagram page just so that it would be easy to find forever and always. So, yeah, that is all, my loves. Um, As always, if you loved this episode, you know, and um, want to support the podcast, uh, which I so appreciate all of you who are already uh, one of my patrons, um, it really, really goes a long way to have even just the little bit, littlest bit, um, you know, from a donation standpoint, because uh, podcasting is uh, it's a lot of labor. It's a lot of job. And I'm a one woman show and have been for the entirety of my career. Um, and I, I like it that way. Um, and also it's it's a lot. So I really appreciate, you know, anything. And if that's not accessible to you, um, you know, just subscribing, leaving a rating and review on iTunes, uh, following both of the pages on Instagram and, you know, shouting us out. Um, if you like this episode, episode, let us know. Um, let me know. Um, and specifically let, you know, like I said earlier, uh, let me know your thoughts around this, um, tag the podcast, tag me, Amanda Catherine Loy. Um, and, and I love hearing from all of you about all of that. Um, and all of that good stuff. I think that's the fuck everything for real, for real this time. Thank you so much for being here. I adore you. I hope you're hanging in. And until next time, I'll see you on the flip side. Bye-bye.